he was I'd say he was using the scarf as anal floss. We start this podcast in a fashion where I know exactly what you're going to say and what we're going to start talking about because we've been texting about it loads this week already. Congratulations, Liverpool. There, I've said it. Are you happy? Cool. <laughs> now, Josh, we might still be on for the quadruple, but I, I don't know whether that will happen. It's wishful thinking. This could be it for the season. So seeing as I've actually won something, yes, me, I was behind the Liverpool win in the League Cup final. I was going to drink a cup of Carabao, but uh, you can't be drinking Carabao, can you? I only realised yesterday what Carabao is. It's Is it an energy drink or something? I thought it was a tyre company or oil or something. For You don't want to be drinking that. No, it is, it's an energy drink, which I've never drunk before in my life. And I can tell you now that's not what I was drinking whilst watching the game <laughs> yesterday. Tequila Rose somehow Ooh. made its way onto the menu. And many of them, actually, P- Josh. Pints of the stuff. Yeah, a pint of Tequila Rose, please. It's like a milkshake. And I'm wearing exactly the same outfit that I had on yesterday. This T-shirt. I could smell you from here. This T-shirt, this Art of Football T-shirt. Please sponsor us. Uh, <laughs> It's got a few stains down it, Josh. Bearing in mind, we are recording this on Monday. It's the day after the final, just so no one thinks that I've been wearing the same clothes (laughs) for four days. Well, take it easy on that Prosecco. I'm glad you've levelled up to Prosecco. I was fully expecting that to be Lambrini. Do you know what? I'll just say a a few more things for Klopp, because we all know he's going. Uh, Bobby Clark, son of Lee, he came on and he said, when he called my name and said I was going on... Shat myself. Klopp fills you with confidence, he gives you the freedom, and he really lets you do your thing. Doesn't he just... Then Klopp said, can you create football stories which definitely nobody will ever forget? That's what it's all about, Josh. The stories, the memories. That's what I love about the game. Klopp just wrote another beautiful chapter, baby. I'll drink to that. You've had one sip, now going for a second, and it's like you've had ten pints. Are (laughs) are we in a stable condition? Because for the next 15 minutes, we're going to bring you a round-up of what's happened, such as that Liverpool-Chelsea game, until you hear this. In extra time, it's been clutch kids against the blue billion-pound bottle jobs. It's Gary Neville for this (laughs) week's final whistle on the pod. Um, And actually, I think that line he has etched into social media football commentary history. It did make me laugh, though, that everyone was talking about, oh, it's Klopp's kids up against the Chelsea team that are really old. The Chelsea team were younger. Do do people just think of Chelsea and go, oh, Thiago Silva, what is he, 45? Are they all 45? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They certainly play like it at times. Did you see as well that when you won, uh, Darwin Nunes and Dominic Sopislai went bounding onto the pitch and apparently Jurgen Klopp's come out and said that he needs to have a word with them because apparently they weren't fit to play, but they looked absolutely fine in the celebrations. <laughs> yeah, Darwin Nunes didn't just bound onto the pitch. He he went full throttle over seating. He went over three rows of seats, <laughs> two sets of advertising boards and made it onto the pitch. He looked absolutely fine, but in the end, we didn't even need him. 
That brings me on to something you sent me earlier, actually, which was quite disturbing to see. Talking of something else going over seats and different stands and falling down the tiers at the Emirates Stadium was an Arsenal scarf, which had it, it'd fallen... It was this weekend they played Newcastle and the scarf, the Arsenal red and white scarf, had fallen from one of the tiers at the top and fallen to the bottom tier. What was a Newcastle fan doing with it, Henry? You sent me this this morning when I was trying to eat my Weetabix. Uh, he was I'd say he was using the scarf as anal floss (laughs) it was brilliant literal shithousery Josh shithousery at its finest now we love it when you get involved on the podcast at halftime sandwiches halftime sandwiches at gmail.com as well which is where Carlos has got in contact. Carlos works for a podcast company that basically look at the numbers of listeners. Lucky for him, it didn't take him very long when he came across ours to count the number of listeners. But (laughs) this is interesting, Henry, and I don't know how much truth there is in this. Apparently, Halftime Sandwiches is currently number 28th in the category of comedy in Singapore. Uh, I'm speechless. It's... (laughs) When we set out to do this podcast, we were desperate to make waves in the Singapore market, and we've done it. We are doing it, and we're rising up those ranks, and all I can say is thank you to Singapore and all our listeners there. We love you. 5.4 million people in Singapore, and probably 5.4 of them are listening to this podcast. I don't know if I believe it. I would love to hear from anyone if you are listening from Singapore. Get in touch. We always like reading out your questions, anything football related. I'd like to hear about football in Singapore. I don't know how true this is. It's got to be true. It's the internet. We've gone to the internet. We've looked up famous Singaporean football players and apparently Terry Ian Butcher... The ex-England centre-back. Do you remember him? He, he was. There's a famous picture of him where he had a bandage around his head and he's bleeding from it yeah. playing for England. 77 caps for England, but apparently originally from Singapore. Wow, big Terry. Terry Butcher, famous in Singapore. So is this podcast. Um, I'd love to hear if you're in Singapore and loving it as well. All right, shall we move on? Well, this is something that's caught my attention over the week. And I've got to be honest, whenever there is something to watch around football on a streaming streaming service or a film, I binge watch it. But there's this new programme called Married to the Game. Have you seen about this? It's hard not to, isn't it? Every other meme that pops up is James Tarskup. <laughs> <laughs> the Prosecco's kicking in, Josh. James, James Tarkowski. It's not an easy name to pronounce at the best of times, let James alone Tarkovsky. when you're pissed. James Tarkovsky. He's in this Married to the Game, uh, the Everton defender, and I just keep seeing a clip of him. I thought it was him on Love Island, and I'd missed yeah. that series, but is it him chatting up his wife? Yeah. <laughs> Which is a weird sentence, because everyone originally saw it and was like... Oh, look, he's got game, or he's got riz, is what what I think the kids say, which I don't think you'll be having that word battered around the the Everton changing room with Sean Dyche. Riz, short for charisma. Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, you can tell you're younger than me. But (laughs) yeah, there's a clip of him uh, doing the rounds, basically saying how beautiful she looked. Samantha Tarkovsky is her name. Um, 
and it's a series which offers unprecedented access to the lives of the wags of renowned Premier League footballers during the summer break and the transfer window. So there was that clip going round of him and there was this other clip as well from it, which, as I said at the start, I usually want to binge these kind of programmes. This has put me off. So the Tarkovskys were asked... What do you like doing in your spare time together? And this is what Samantha said. What time is this show going out? <laughs> Past the watershed. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you not remember like when we were younger and we used to get in bed and I'd be like, oh, this is my favourite part of the day. Just getting in bed at the end of the day, just us two. And then shagging. <laughs> what an answer. James Kartofsky. Oh, God, I can't even say it. <laughs> I'm so shocked and appalled by that clip. At what point is that verified? You know, love, you know that um, interview we did um, when we were asked, what's our favourite thing ever to do? And you said shagging. Yeah. Can we take it out of the series? No, we're keeping it in. OK. What was Sean Dice thinking? Josh, some big news, retirement news in the world of football. Mr. Joe Hart, mm. he is retiring from football at the end of the season. The tone of my voice sounds like something dreadful has happened to him. It's a bit of a gear shift from the you rest of the podcast. Yeah, that's true. Emotions are all over the place. But Joe Hart, yeah, he's at Celtic now. He's played for quite a few different clubs. He's played abroad as well, went to Roma for a bit, didn't he? He screamed at ball boys when he wanted the ball back <laughs> when England lost to Iceland at the Euros. I've been screamed at by a goalkeeper before. I was, I was a ball boy once. Um, for for England's futsal team, my school oh, wow. got invited. They're playing uh, Finland, I believe it was. Got absolutely spanked, and the England goalkeeper was not happy with my ball retrieving skills. I, I sympathise with all those ball boys that have to put up with Joe Hart. Ball boys up and down the land will be able to sleep at night now that Joe Hart is retiring. Well, Joe Hart was quite known for being like quite aggressive and almost like lacking concentra- concentration at points. Do you remember the Euros penalty shootout against Italy in 2012 where he's like rattling the bar, smacking himself yeah. in the face, I think. He's Sticking got a bit of, his tongue out. Yeah, and it was almost just like the Joe Hart show and it got taken off air quite quickly because we got knocked out. <laughs> Why do you think I like him, Josh? He was a massive show-off. <laughs> Okay, penalty shootout is back. It's all about the Brit Awards. I'm going on Saturday, Henry. Um, And I'm very excited to be mingling with the Stormzies, the Ed Sheerans, your Maya Jammers, other people. Roman Kemp, will you be mingling with them? Your Roman Kemps. I think they'll be a bit busy presenting it and receiving awards and whatnot. But I will be there in the rafters watching it go on. And I thought it'd be good to do a Brit Awards penalty shootout. Now, you actually levelled this up. So Mm. you can't complain if you have found this hard because you've levelled it up by saying it needs to be people that are nominated this year. So I've gone away and I've made my team. But before we hear that, I am intrigued to hear that you've backed yourself into a corner and you've struggled, have you, this week? I always struggle with this feature, Josh. As we know, the the scoreline suggests that but um yeah it's been terribly horrible and my team is shit (laughs) we'll see won't we all right do you want to kick things off then what's your team okay in goal this is a bit controversial but he did play in goal for man city in the champions league not that long ago i've gone for kylie walker 
Kylie Minogue, Kyle Walker <laughs> coming together. It's Kylie Walker. Wow, okay. We're letting that one slide. He's in goal. The famous <laughs> England right back. Yep. Okay, in defence, a colossus at the back. I've gone for the Rolling John Stones. Oh, nice. Rolling Stones, I think, up for group of the year. Throwing it back. Yes, and this is where it gets terrible, Josh. Uh, in midfield, I've got Gareth Barry can't swim. That's, <laughs> that's Gareth Barry and Barry can't swim. And Lana Del Rey Parler. Oh, I like what you've done there. And finally, up top, it's Kiefer Paramore. Kiefer Moore <laughs> and Paramore coming together to lead the line. I think you're sort of doing yourself a disservice there and a nice spread of genres, abilities, eras there. Let's see how it fares to mine. Here we go. A niche goalkeeper, although reflective of one of the best ever in the Premier League instead of Caroline Polacek, it's Caroline Petacek. Up for Group of the Year this year, international group, it's Cafu Fighters in defence. Oh, I like that. I like Brazilian that. legend. Bit of a niche one. There's a band called Boy Genius, who I also think are up for international group. From Boy Genius to Boy Genus, a young Jermaine Genus dons his boots in midfield. <laughs> Alongside, he's on both our sides, but in a very different guise, Tate McRae Parler. Ah, good to see Ray Parler getting some, getting some serious airtime on the pod. <laughs> and up top... It is megastar hitmaker and someone who's probably only scored a couple of hits in his career, Broger Cat. Superb stuff. I've just realised as well, you could have had Ray Parler, as in Ray. The yeah, too, too easy that. Cop it's out. It's too easy, but my God, Ray Parler. Is he going to the Brits? <laughs> should be i'd love it if you know when someone isn't there to accept an award and it's just him ray's not here tonight so we've sent ray parlor instead because they've panicked (laughs) and gone who could come and accept this award (laughs) lana del rey couldn't be here but ray parlor remember him (laughs) again he's here those are our two teams And that's the final whistle. We'll be back next week with more nonsense from the world of football and we'll be bringing you an actual review of how Ray Parler at the Brits went down. And don't forget as well, whether you're listening in Singapore or sorry, get in touch with the pod with any questions. 